everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the DigiCoach podcast. I do need to do an intro, don't I? Like a music and all. I'll do that. Um, so thanks for joining me. Today we're going to be talking about the fitness industry. The likes, dislikes, uh, how to get started in it, if you are someone who's interested in it, if you should. Um, so I may go on a few tangents, but we shall see. Um, so I've had a few questions from current fitness instructors, currently, yeah, in the industry working, um, their thoughts. But I did want to get my friend Amy on uh, to do an episode because she's brand new in the industry. Um, so that'll be another podcast for another time, just on, on how she's finding it so far. But first of all, how do you get in the fitness industry? How do you become a fitness instructor or a gym instructor or an aqua instructor? Because a lot of people come to me and say, I want to be a PT, how do I go about it? And they'll go, poof, I'm on my level three. <laughs> um, and I don't recommend doing it this way. So for my advice, keep listening on how and why I have like, I've got this mindset of doing things. It's from my experience. I've been in the industry for, well, since 2012. Um, I've kind of always had, well, I've, since school, I've had an interest in sport um, and loved how it made you feel and what you can do with your body always fascinates me. Um, so, yeah, and then I embarked on a diploma in sport in college. And, yeah, from there, I had to save up from like myself and work my way through all my qualifications and uh, get the experience I was very unsure of which routes to take because there's so many branches uh, in the fitness industry you can go down the fitness instructor route where you've got Les Mills and body combat etc spinning uh, becoming a spin instructor metafit etc just teach classes which yoga and pilates obviously but you're there are more specialist subjects uh, sorry qualifications um, another one would be personal training so you've got a lot of freedom with personal training that's what I like about it um, you could become an online coach you can go down sports development route and work in the public sector with schools and um, physiotherapy um, leisure management which is the route I took so I like the stability of it and I enjoy teaching I love teaching and helping people become a better version of themselves and then of course down that route you can gain more knowledge in running pools and spas and things like that and of course still have what you enjoy doing um, teaching personal trainers fitness instructors like managing timetables so that's the route that I took uh, there's so many different brands there's nutrition of course I forgot to mention that there and dietitian you have to go to university specializing in that, those degrees to have that qualification practice that then there's um, practitioner which is what I am and nutrition um, what else what else off the top of my head I think that covers most of it. You can go into research as well, of course. Oh, PE teaching, lectures. That's kind of what I'm umming and ahhing at further down the line when I'm in my 40s, 50s, uh, tutoring, assessing, um, etc. 
so yeah hopefully you'll get some value for this and even if you're not interested in going the sport in uh, the sport and fitness industry hopefully it'll give you an insight in how it works and um yeah and if you're yeah fancying learning more about it keep listening so to enter into the fitness industry it doesn't matter who you are you could be highly qualified doctor physiotherapist you still need your level two and level three uh, to become a personal trainer um specific to qualifications so your first qualification is called level two gym instructor so this is the gateway qualification you need this um and i recommend working as a gym instructor first before progressing any further because you need to learn the ropes you need to find out what you like what you don't like um the ropes to a gym you need to work with people you need to get good at working with people and coaching um and then you'd look to progress further so the gym instructor qualification teaches you everything from i say everything <laughs> loosely the basics sorry in inducting somebody in the gym so hi my name's leanne i'm going to take you around the gym show you a few machines how to work like how to work them safely and you can also do uh, sorry you also learn uh, the gym programs and how to put a basic like it doesn't go in too much depth so but basic set superset triset um a few advanced training methods from memory um so that's what you're concentrating on so if you're somebody who's new into the gym and likes the idea of a gym instructor there's also two other level two qualifications which i'll go into in a minute um but and you're worried about you don't know all the names of the machines etc then you'll learn all this if you study and take it seriously you'll learn all of this now i highly recommend spending your time acing your level two because it sets the the foundation of your knowledge and you can build on that so much easier with your level two sorry with your level three with your level fours um so definitely 100 percent take your level two seriously so there's level two gym instructor which is the route that i went there's level two exercise to music so this is perfect for those who want to teach classes um and you learn all like the different um timings with music goes over my head i'm not coordinated at all and then there's level two aqua which is predominantly for the older generation because of uh, water being 300 times thicker than air it's um, a good amount of resistance to push against um and it's used for pregnancy as well and postnatal mums but of course anyone could do these classes so you must have these qualifications if you want to like you 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 couldn't be a gym instructor level two and teach aqua because you're not qualified because you're not qualified first of all and your insurance won't cover you so that's another thing as well in order for you to stay safe and not get sued you need to make your insurance will say you can only teach and give advice in this subject if you hold a qualification to it so you've got to be very careful because a lot of pts don't stay in the lane and start giving nutrition advice and they're not they're not even got a qualification in nutrition although level three does hold the basics um as well but um yeah so once you've worked as a level two fitness instructor so gym or like giving out a few programs you know like you're helping but you're giving advice on because you can only advise for nutrition at level two um, you can't ever prescribe meal plans unless you're a nutritionist or dietitian okay 
Although nutritionist isn't a protected term in the UK, as far as I'm aware, dietitian is. I think in, in uh, America it is, but anyway. If you don't want to piss a lot of people off and get a bad name for yourself, you can give sample meal plans, but you can't prescribe anything um, because it could have an adverse effect on the person. So yeah, if you're level two qualified, you, you shouldn't be personal training. Now, I did briefly when there was a loophole in the industry for exercise for less. The deal was if you were on your level three, you could like practice that. Don't recommend doing that because at the end of the day, everyone knows everyone in the fitness industry. And if someone gets wind of it, she's a level two. It doesn't look great for you and your reputation is everything in the industry. Um, and it's incredibly bitchy. It's incredibly bitchy. Men and women, but from my experience, more men than women. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so you have a, a massive like ethics and values code of practice to follow um especially if your rep's registered you should be following this anyway like basically not shagging your clients having a professional relationship um and building on that with a rapport um non-judgment attitude and yeah so the foundations of becoming a good coach so next after you've worked i'd say about four to six months as a gym instructor's needed um but of course some people will do the crash courses where they'll go from level two for two minutes to level three now even if i've said this all along even if you're einstein you cannot learn that amount of anatomy and physiology unless you've done a degree specific in it um in four to six weeks so these crash courses like i as a manager i would never hire someone when they had it on the cv fast track course or they were trained with the training room like because i as a manager like you need to be aware of who's got the crash courses who's got the degree um who's got the actual like long-term learning like who's got the experience and it says it all on your cv and i will never give them a time of day um because they've just rushed through the education and they're like they're going to rush through everything else in their life so in order to take it seriously, you need to work as a gym instructor, gain experience, knowledge, practice what you've learned, and then move up to level three. Yeah, so there's a few different courses of level three. So there's a level three personal training diploma, usually. Oh no, actually you do get a certificate as well. Diploma has business in it and more nutrition. Then you have level three yoga instructor, level three Pilates instructor, and I think that's it out with those three courses. So there is, of course, level three antenatal, postnatal, level three GP referral specialist. What else? But those courses, you can't go straight on. You need um, a bigger CPD. So continuing professional development, that stands for. And that's what reps, the structure of reps. So if you're not familiar with reps, register of exercise professional, it works very similar to the um health sector there's a register apparently i've never seen it don't know much about it i've been told it works similar to like gp's register but basically you pay it used to be 30 pound a year and it's like your what do you call it your promise in a way to them to continue professional development you must to stay on the register you must have 20 cpd points a year to stay on to it so 20 those are the big courses 
or you can obviously add them up with smaller. So your personal training one and your level twos will be 20 CPD points. Your smaller ones like Metafit and boxer size, antenatal, postnatal will be 10, 6, 12, you know, different amount of CPD. And it shows how intense the course is and how what's covered, um, like the abundance of information in that course. So, like I've, <laughs> I had um, my practitioner course in nutrition was seventy CPD. So <laughs> that's how big that one was. Um, so and sorry, ninety. Yeah, it was seventy units, ninety CPD points. Anyway. So if you don't keep up your minimum of 20 CPD points in a year, then you get booted off the course. To be honest, unless you're working for a council gym, but even they didn't really promote, there's the odd gym that say, oh, you must be on the reps register because you're following their ethics and values and people can find you on the register, but no one really uses it. It's, sorry, and one of the main reasons to go on the register is to prove that all your qualifications are legit, basically. So when you're searching for fitness courses if you look on voucher and groupon for like 100 pound personal training course it'll never be reps registered um might be endorsed by other training providers cmp crimson or some crimson i think it is but that means now um active iq where ymca or another ward embodies but you want to make sure it's reps registered if you're not sure you can go on the reps register site if it's not been hacked again because every, t- every time I recently in the last few years went on it for some reason I think I was getting informed consent um, form off there and it kept taking me to the Viagra website <laughs> and it's done that a few times over the years I don't know who keeps doing that <laughs> oh funny it's the small things anywho <clears throat> yeah so make sure because I've had PTs um, that have done like the Poundland qualifications and it doesn't mean anything and they'll never be able to get to work anywhere that, that has a fake qualification I mean it's, it's for your information some you know if you're not going in the industry then by all means um, so yeah the level threes so it depends so if you want to be a Pilates instructor gym instructor uh, Pilates instructor yoga instructor that's, those are the routes you would take good for rehabilitation meditation, injuries, muscular imbalances, hence why I've just done my qualification in Pilates. Obviously a lot of core work and looking after the spine and I also specialise in spine, uh, back pain, non-mechanical. So yeah, so that's your next route. So choosing which level three. So having worked as at your level two, you'll get a good idea. You'll have tried a few classes, a classes for you, um, I did, I thought, what class, I don't even want to teach classes, but what class will I do? Uh, I don't know, I'll do spin, like in, in which it, spin's a registered trademark, you'll get this a lot, so you'll never hear it called spin in a gym. It's usually a group indoor cycling, that's a qualification name, you're allowed to use that, and it's, there's other, um, cadence is another one, there's lots of different names for it, but anyway... Um, when I was a level two, I was like, oh, that'd be the easy qualification to spin. Booked in to my group indoor cycling. Everyone was like, I've actually been avoiding this one. It's one of the hardest. It's if one course I almost failed and I'd have failed it if six lovely people didn't stay behind after, I think I was either the only one to fail 
shows you like how well I, I get on with exercise to music. Oh, there was another guy, I can't remember, it's such a long time ago, uh, 2013 that was. But I had to, the conditions of my first gym, usually they have this. So if you qualify with a gym, guaranteed interview, or if, like with my loophole as a level two, you can, I wanted to see what it would be like as a personal trainer if I enjoyed it, if I could do it. Um, so yeah, and, and the conditions of me doing that, which you hear this with a lot of gyms, you either teach three classes a week to get cheaper rent, or you work gym floor hours for free. It's fucking bullshit. Otherwise you're paying £550 rent a month. Um, some gyms are higher, some gyms are lower. But if you teach free classes, it can, in some gyms, bring the, uh, the amount of rent down. And of course, if you don't know what the rent, what that is, it's PTs will pay a gym rent, usually on a monthly or weekly basis, to use all their equipment uh, and come and go as they please, basically. So yeah, and it's extortionate, especially for new PTs, and they take advantage of this. It's definitely exploited as a new PT. Um, so yeah, I went on to my level two group indoor cycling qualification thought I'm gonna hate this almost failed it but I, what what happened was you got a tr FYI if you're about to do this you you get a track this was um fitness industry education I went with or fitness I fitness some like something around with those words and they're in Pennycook in Edinburgh they gave me a track of songs that I've never heard before, maybe one or two, I think Lady Gaga might have been on that, to pick two warm-up, two cool-down and two main session. So six songs all together, right? So of course, if you're, a gym, if you're a fitness instructor, you know, if you're working with music, you're gonna have to know these songs inside and out. Half of them I'd never heard before. So I panicked mid, like, uh, warm-up was fine, main session was fine. Then the track was beginning to cool down. I panicked because I thought it was a cool down track, but it was actually still the main session. So I ended up cooling them down and then realized it was my main session. So then I had to like go back on myself and, and yeah, I fell for that, for, <laughs> for cooling them down in the main session <laughs> or vice versa, something like that. But yeah, so they said, try it again. And I just needed to do the cool down properly. So it's stupid like that. And you needed six minimum in your class so folks stayed behind, which was amazing. Um, so yeah, and I thought I would hate it and your bum kills the first time you start doing spin, like first few sessions. I don't know if your bum gets harder, obviously gets used to it in some way, but it's only short term that, but I've seen people buy seat pads and that. I don't think it's needed. Cause I used to do six, seven classes a week by the end of, uh, I won't say career exercise for less, but you know, <clears throat> my at the end of my period in that gym, um, that's how I ended up with an injury. But however, I did love teaching spin, and everybody loved my spin classes. I had you get your own little groupies following you from class to class, and you've got the endorphins, you've got the hype. It's just amazing. Um, so yeah, so if you want to go down the fitness instructor route. I recommend it if you, but the thing is with, if you're working in a gym or like as a fitness instructor, when, as soon as you go into that gym or even before that, if anyone sees you out, you've got, there's a role to play. 
And still, I see PTs when I go in, in gyms are uh, so miserable. They barely say hello to you. They keep like the PT on. They're on the phone. You've got a role to play. You're setting an example. You're also a role model to some people, and that means if you've had an argument with your partner and you're going to the gym and carrying that along with you these people have struggled all day and been trying to talk themselves out with the gym but they've somehow made it there and then they see your miserable fucking face <laughs> you know it's just and you, if you are a PT and you're trying to sell sessions you need to be enthusiastic and it is exhausting and it also means as well if you are doing the face-to-face sessions in a gym you're going to be working 70 80 hours with no death no days off um consistency discipline and still train yourself it is extremely hard but there is some people that do it i mean the, the first six months it's either swim or sink um usually in the first six months a pt will leave um and we look at the life like i did at exercise bless i was like yeah i love pt but i don't like this environment um and of course you get the the pts that are chatting up the clients and sleeping with the clients and bitching and you know there's a lot of unprofessionalism in the industry um in the council-based gyms as well despite their higher standards in the private sector you still get oh that that person failed the pt qualification three times like how they did how did they do that and carrying that on or oh, do you remember when they found like it's just ridiculous it doesn't even matter but yeah it's you've, you've spoken about a lot of the industry everyone knows everybody especially in scotland not so much from my experience in england but i've only been cumbria which is tiny anyway so anywho um so yeah a bit of an insight there to my past and then i left exercise for less after knowing i enjoyed it but wanted more stability i think i left with either 20 to 25 clients Oh, the worst feeling ever is over like double booking a client. There is nothing worse than this lady. Like I've done like the the reason why I get to say what I say is because I've done it all. Um, well, most things. I this lady, she was trying to book in with me. I says yeah, yeah, I booked her in, but it didn't update on the other side, and I was working between two diaries. And yeah, I says oh, I'm so sorry, I've double booked you. And the next week it happened again and she was crying to me. I felt bag of shit. Like, it's so hard for this woman to attend the gym, you know. She she felt incredibly overweight and um, not happy in her skin. And, yeah, um, and she was crying to me. She said that she felt like I didn't want to PT her. Like, there is nothing. That's, like, that's probably one of my worst moments I've ever felt, like, as a PT. Like, for someone, oh, I don't even like thinking about that. Anywho, yeah, so don't make the booking error. Go buy one diary. As soon as someone speaks to you, like literally carry a diary around with you. Since then, I very rarely, like I've not done that again, um, but I very rarely double book someone. I think within the last year, I've done it once or twice and I've caught it before it's caused any problems. Um, But yeah, just work with one diary. So anyway, um, I can go, I can do another podcast if folk are wanting to know about getting started what you need like specifics like informed consent form park you blah 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 and good packages that are recommended because i've all the business courses that you get upon starting a gym and like um, i mean like uh 
like courses you actually go to, like lectures, PowerPoint presentations. I've always been to them. Um, so yeah, if anyone's wanting more information in regards to that, just let me know. So once you've got your level three, it's awesome because then you can literally do what you want if you're a PT, if you're a personal trainer. Um, from Yeah, so it's a multiple choice questionnaire. Questionnaire, multiple choice test, sorry. Um, and then you've, of course, got your practicals, usually over two weekends. Um, and you get your results back pretty soon. Now, if you're a Pilates or a yoga instructor at level three, you've got to be careful. Like, I don't... So as a, you can, as a personal trainer, you can do boot camp, not have a qualification. You can literally, there's loopholes everywhere. You can literally just say, because there is a boot camp qualification, don't get me wrong, but you can literally just say to them, I'm taking you through a circuit and call it a boot camp, you know? Um, as a Pilates and yoga instructor, you've got to be a bit more careful. There's a little bit less freedom there. You've got to be, like, if you, if you can't take a client through a gym workout as a Pilates instructor, you've got to stick with body weight and maybe add a few extra weights, but then it doesn't become a Pilates session, does it? So that's the reason why I got my PT first. So as I worked as a personal trainer, um, I got my qualification in, is it 2014 or 13? It's on my website, I can't even remember. Um, what did I do with it? Oh, because I, 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 yeah, I was finishing my fucking bin everywhere. Because you can have so many. I had nine places of work when I was a fitness instructor in, or like on my uh, level three. Um, but there's such a buzz, like fat loss at this time, and fat loss building muscle became boring to me, tedious, because it was. I, I understood it. Well, I thought you understood it. Calorie deficits, all you need. Um, or if you're building muscle it's different obviously but anyway I just found it a bit boring I thought well why don't I specialise because I was getting referrals from other PTs who didn't know much about nutrition um, and because I had my nutrition qualifications early I was getting them I was getting their clients they'd say to me oh can you take this person on and do them like advise them in nutrition etc put like a plan in place so I did and yeah um so I enjoyed specialising in that, but I wanted to stand out more. So that's when I got my antenatal postnatal qualification, which is very, very basic. The most you can do is, like, the best to do for you in the industry. Yeah, you get your qualification. It's always the basics. It's your research after that. And you've got to continue professional development. Highly recommend podcasts, audiobooks, attending um, seminars is a big one. I went to one last year. I want to go to more this year. Um, you'll, you'll learn a great deal about coaching because it isn't as simple. It's very unhelpful. James Smith, for example, saying, oh, it's a calorie deficit. Fuck off. No, there's a lot more to it. And that, that's why like back in the day, I got bored of it thinking, yeah, calorie deficit, that's it, job done. No, human behavior makes it very complex. And that is what fascinates me I love psychology and I believe you've got to have a genuine interest in psychology to be a good coach slash personal trainer. So I find personal trainer just tells you to do this, that and the other and doesn't really teach you anything. I call myself a coach because I guide you through it, I educate, I show you how to implement it. There's a lot more to 
coaching than there is just being a trainer. Um, I'm trying to think what else to say about the whole industry. So my antenatal postnatal I wanted to do to help myself when I eventually did get pregnant. <coughs> and if you know me, I've got a toddler currently at the moment and it did help with rehab. But I learned way more from my own professional development. Sorry, not professional, but from my own self-development, you know, like reading into diastasis recti, which happens in one and three pregnancies. It's pretty high. I think it's even more than that. I think it might be 50, 45% of women. Anyway, um, learned a lot in my Pilates because, only because the tutor was fantastic and she took the time. You know, if you don't get a tutor that's passionate about it, but I suppose you wouldn't be a tutor, would you? Well, you shouldn't be a tutor if you're not passionate about the subject you're teaching others in. Um, so I wanted to go further because I've just recently got my Pilates for those of you who don't know got it last year 2021 I'm currently gaining more experience in that taking my own teaching my own classes and taking part in other people's classes um, highly recommend Pilates anytime it's free for two weeks and then it's £15 a month um, there's some fabulous instructors there like elite instructors Australia instructors um, what else? Oh, one of my early qualifications was Metafit and Boxer Size. I think even before Metafit, oh, it was on my to-do list. I got that in 2017. 2015, I got Boxer Size. That was a lot of fun. Um, and that was a way to teach clients. Because I, I thought at the time, because the reason for me thinking this way is because the business seminar I went to said you need to give that client a reason to stay with you so i thought perfect boxer size they can't do it on their own and if you're a good coach you never need to worry about clients sticking with you uh, i mean eventually they will leave hopefully never needing a coach again that's my aim that's my aim um however being sly I like that i just don't like that i don't like that at all so that's the reason why I did um, boxer size. But women did really love it. It's like a fitness, it's, it's like not too serious. You learn all the punches. It's excellent for building fitness and not realizing because you're concentrating on the punches and the coordination, you don't realize how hard you work and how knackered you are. And then of course you can bring kicks into it as well. It's like different levels of boxer size. So generally the small CPD courses like boxer size metafits usually range between 150 no, between 100 and 200 pound. Um, your PT qualification, you're looking at about a hundred uh, grand to 1500. Won't pay any more than that. Um, I think mine was 1500 because it was a diploma. You've got fitness tests as a qualification, which is pish because you can you don't like that. You want to, if you're going to teach and specialize in a subject, you want to make sure that you've got the qualification. So then you're covered by your insurance and you're only ever giving out information that you've learned on your course. Um, that's the way to protect yourself. Of course, like you can advise, oh, I read this study, blah, blah. Um, but not many people know how to read studies properly. I've been studying for the last two, over two years and interpreting studies and it's quite complex. Critical analysis <laughs> sick of seeing that word everywhere so um yeah so then i did my gp right so your gp referral level three 
or GP exercise referral it can also be called. So this is a great qualification. This is when I started to want to help people with medical conditions and injuries. Right, from memory. So this holds um, the gateway, another gateway, <laughs> to working with people with hip, knee replacements, um, hypertension, hypercholesteremia, so high cholesterol, high blood pressure, um, COPD, asthma, arthritis, osteoporosis, osteoarthritis, uh, diabetes, type 1 and 2, obesity, um, I think that's it, I think that's them all, there might be another one, but anywho, so this, this allows you to work with these people, um, which is really handy, and you can also, you can go public or in the private sector, so I looked at doing this when I lived in Cumbria, working with physios, because, should I go into this? First of all, the idea is to get into a scheme with a council, work with GPs in referring obese clients or high blood pressure client, uh, patients of theirs to you. You work and pass data back and forth every month or whatever. This is how they're doing. They're improving this way. You know, and that's the scheme that's paid for by like, the council or whatever. It's unfortunately not very popular. It's getting more popular which would be fantastic to see more of these schemes in place. It's more popular in Scotland than it is England. Now, when I moved to, um, and you can be paid like 20 to 25 grand for doing this a year. Um, when I moved to Cumbria, there wasn't anything like that because I was newly qualified in GP referral. I wanted to see um, what opportunities there were. So I called in, after finding out there was nothing like that, I called into the physiotherapy department in a hospital in Wigton, the hospital in Wigton. So it's teeny tiny. Um, and spoke to the physiotherapist and what, cause I wanted to know more about it. Like what is the struggles? Like, so they basically told me they would get a, a patient need joint replacement. Cause that, that's what fascinated me. I wanted to improve quality of life. They would do six to eight weeks um, with the physio, you know, doing the rehabilitation, and then they'd stop. They wouldn't carry on. So then they'd be back a few months later with like either progressive um, condition or like it's just gone back to the way it was, and then they'd have to repeat it again. So there was nothing to take them from that to coach them into consistency and build more strength you know like on a progressive program so i was in the i contacted the like the what's it, leisure opportunities magazines and but then that all fell through because i ended up moving back up to, <laughs> to scotland but that's something to put a pin in um so that's a little insight on how gp referral works and what can be done in the private sector if that's something that might interest you you know going forward like if after you've got five years or so experience well no you don't need that long three years um so lastly 
uh, once you've qualified GP referral, you can work with these people. And yeah, I wanted to go a little bit further because the only thing that was stopping me, like the only special population really I didn't understand much about was low back pain. Um, cause there is, and that's level four. So level four is another specialist subject. Um, you can't go on to level four unless you have your GP referral qualification. So you go from level two to level three to level three again, GP referral to level four. There's a few level fours, they're coming out all the time. It's relatively new. I was one of the first in Scotland to get one. Um, lower back pain specialist is mine. And I've heard some people, one of the ladies on my Pilates course, that went for obesity and diabetes. I'm like, your GP referrals taught you everything there about that. Plus your PT talks about the, both of those conditions anyway. So why have you done this? <laughs> I didn't understand the rationale behind it. Nothing was stopping her from working with these people. Whereas lower back pain, it's very, 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 very complex. Um, so mine's a non-mechanical lower back pain. Um, so yeah, the other level four courses, you've got cardiac, rehab, cancer, I don't know if that's prevention or it's a it's a specialist in oh cancer rehabilitation or is it cancer rehab? Yeah, it's called cancer rehab, which is the same thing as we would, anyway. Um, nutrition level four? No, there's a nutrition level three. There's not a level four yet, I don't think. But yeah, they're coming out all the time, so you can have a wee look. There's no qualification for online coaching, which is fine because it's so new and you know the. At the moment, far as I'm aware, there's not. There probably is, as we speak, like folk making them right now. It's just a money-making scheme. Like, if you're not on reps and you don't need to be, <clears throat> there's nothing stopping you from coaching online. Um, there's just, just folk love, like the fitness testing qualification. It's a heap of shite. You don't need to do it to test somebody because you've learned it in your PT. Um, what I will say is if you're looking to online coach, it's very different to PT face-to-face -face. Um, very different there's a lot more communication needed um, a, a lot of a lot of coaching and you know because you, you can work out but how do you implement these habits there's a lot of habit forming habit coaching and I was I started my journey as an online coach just after the pandemic not because of the pandemic um, because I, my plan was to go online anyway it was because I had my daughter um, but I've built it from scratch because I've moved to South Lanarkshire now and loving it but I would say it has propelled me and my knowledge as a coach and a personal trainer um, and that isn't from any courses that's me constantly reading listening like trying to better myself better my knowledge it's there's a lot of work I mean you can't just be in the fitness industry and stop learning you know it's, the part of your job is to reassure clients to teach them to be ahead of the curve you, you know but yeah so I'll leave it there I think I've rambled on for enough hopefully you found this interesting please let me know if you do please review the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if uh, whichever one you're using that would be fantastic please share get the word out but i hope you found this interesting if there's anything else that you want me to go into in regards to the fitness industry let me know the next podcast that i'm going to be doing is going to be on alcohol um, as a single mother 
I have used it as a crutch in the past and recently and I am turning it around and I've been learning a lot about um, the drug, let's call it what it is. Um, and build it. it's very easy to build bad habits, especially if you're a mother, because as you know, any mothers that are listening, you can get stressed super, like so many times a day and then at three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, <laughs> you've used all your energy in the morning doing your work doing this doing that and then you've got a toddler screaming at you and you need to de-stress so I'm going to be talking about alcohol and stress management and what I've learned I want to want to pass it on to other people who are struggling not just mums but um more mums listen to me than single dads shall we say but yes and I will see you in the next one bye thanks for listening